You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 72, Wonder Walking with Amy Wan. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. Hi, Amy. Hey, Angie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. I'm excited to chat too, because I just actually used your Oracle deck today. Oh yeah, I saw you pulled the sun for the, for the eclipse coming out. That's such a cool coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although this is going to be aired later, but that's okay. So I wanted to share with our listeners a few things. Like one, I wanted to talk about your wonderful Oracle deck and talk a little about your perspective on nature and mindfulness and how we can connect with nature because that's really what feng shui is about so so let's start why don't you introduce this to your oracle deck so a deck for wonder walking is my oracle style deck it's a deck of 48 cards that is created from paintings i did when i was sort of walking and adventuring along the california coast about a year ago mm-hmm. and at the end of the summer i looked at back and I had all these paintings that I had done outdoors and I wanted to kind of immortalize them somehow to remember, you know, the feelings and the stories that came out while I was painting it. And at the same time, I was also working on something to just sort of spark my inner, my creativity and get me in touch with my inner self and just have a ritual to be outdoors a little bit more. And so these two sort of ideas kind of came together and that's how the deck was born. So you get 48 cards in a box and it comes with a little pocket feel guide, which tells you how to pick a card and go on a walk and some of the meanings and prompts that you can kind of play with as you're out there on a walk. And I have had people tell me that, you know, using the cards has kind of changed their daily walks with their dogs and how they're looking forward to spending the holidays with a deck, which allows them to engage nature and be a little bit more playful and childlike as they kind of, you know, experience the outdoors. So that's kind of what the intention is, is to reconnect us with, you know, when we, when we were kids, when we like went outdoors and sort of looked at things with wide-eyed wonder and asked questions because we didn't know why the sky was blue or things like that. And just to get us back into that space. So we'll just step back a little bit. So typical Oracle decks, like the way I work with them is whether it's a tarot deck or just another type of deck is that you pull a card to get a sense of, well, I like to pull one card actually yeah. one, mm-hmm. one card. And lately I've been pull I have like two or three decks and I'll pull one card from each. And so I, I do just daily and sometimes I have a question, but generally I just pull a card with the intention of just receiving a sort of feeling or some kind of guidance or some kind of way to look at the world that day. So the reason reason why I love your deck is that it's actually kind of action oriented in the sense that, uh, especially 
yeah, living in New York, I walk all the time. So this morning when I pulled the card, I was like, I'm going to walk to the subway to a meeting. So I'm going to pull a card. So instead of just rushing to my meeting, I can have some kind of intention that I've pulled randomly from this deck, but it's random and not random at the same time. Right. Yeah. And then it can inform the way that I approach my external world instead of just trying to rush from point A to point B, which I could still do rush from point A to point B. But during that experience, I can just remember like today was the sun, like maybe I could stop and look at the sun or what does the sun mean? Or how does the sun feel on my skin? Yeah. And the different ways that a sun sort of manifests itself in you know, around you. I mean, it could be a painting of the sun mm-hmm. and it could be, like you said, what the sun means to you. Like the sun for me is a very masculine energy. It's in the realm of influence, also called the realm of intellect. So it's about encouraging us to think about ideas and sort of to bring this feeling of like, oh, I know this. And like, so what, what do I need to think about in order to get to the answer to the solution? So the sun is is illuminating in that way in more than just a physical sense. So I feel like a walk that is inspired by the sun could come up in many different ways. And and that's the the fun part about the walking deck is like you said, it's not just pulling a card and getting guidance on what to do all day, but just to be more mindful as you're walking and Mm -hmm. as you're observing, as you're looking around you. Right. Intentionally that way. Yeah. It's a little bit more focus down. And even, even the sun, you could have a walk inspired by the sun at night too, right? Cause it's not like exactly about the sun, but it's, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. It's so right. It's, yeah. It's illumination. So you could, you could go on a walk at night and think about what in your area of your life needs illumination right now. What do you need to shine the, the light on, you know? And, and so the sun could be interpreted that way mm-hmm. and it could happen at night. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So you touched a little bit on this earlier when you were talking about all the paintings. So these were actually paintings that you've created, watercolor paintings, because that's your main medium. These were all like paintings that you did while you were exploring the Central Coast, which is where you live now. So this probably ties into like, why, like, why did you create this deck? Like, how is this deck important to you? And what has it opened up for you? I think it really establishes how much nature is important to my well-being and how much my source of creativity comes from nature and being in nature and and not only my creativity, but my sense of self, who I am and how I belong in the land around me is a concept that's deeply important to me and, and it's going to be a lifelong journey. So this deck really was kind of a beginning of a journey of finding myself in nature because there's a lot of the words on the cards in the deck are kind of archetypal in nature. They're meant to invite you to ask deep questions about who you are Mm -hmm. and how you engage the world around you. And along the way, you may be observing and finding delights in the natural world and that awaken your sense of wonder. But at the same time, you're also learning about yourself. But that's how it is to me. I'm learning about myself every day when I'm out in nature, when I'm taking a walk. And I'm, that sort of mindfulness invites a lot of introspection and mm-hmm. contemplation. And I guess that's why creation of the deck and the end product itself, it's sort of, it's, it's me and my relationship with the land I belong to. Especially now, 
because now I live in the Central Coast. I didn't before when I was creating the deck. Oh, that's so interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I, it wasn't even in the plan. It was just one of those pipe dreams, right? Oh, wouldn't it be cool one day to live by the coast? And now I actually do. <laughs> yeah, that's actually wonderful. And I love that when you were creating this deck, you embodied that mindfulness aspect that you hope your users will cultivate in using the deck as well, right? So you, yeah, you had that spaciousness around you while you're creating the deck. And then that's the spaciousness you hope to create for everyone who has this deck. And like, I'm just pulling up a card now from your deck, like when it, it says fairy worlds. I love that it's just a word or a phrase. And then it's your up and you, and even your field guide doesn't have much interpretation mm -hmm. there, but the instructions are really to just walk outside and instead of, like I said before, like instead of speeding from point A to point B, like actually take some time and connect and be mindful and pay attention. So mindfulness is paying attention to the details. Yeah. yeah. So paying attention to the details of the environment around us, specifically nature and how that can be so healing for us. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really healing. And I feel like you, you made an important point there about but the, the cards being healing because I feel like we live in an age where everybody's kind of digitally saturated, right? We're glued mm -hmm. to our phones. We're staring at our screens all day. And for me, for somebody who feels so much of a connection to nature, it's hard for me sometimes to kind of drag myself away and go on a walk. I mean, it's hard for me, let alone for someone who just, who doesn't think about it. And I feel like we all need so much more of nature's healing qualities than we ever did before precisely because we're surrounded by so much digital noise and i wanted to make it easy for someone to do that because sometimes it takes a lot of willpower to step outside and now if you have a deck in your hand and the deck says go walk and go think about fairy worlds you have this extra little push mm -hmm. which we all need you know every now and then and it makes it fun it makes it you know not like Oh, you know, I got to take a walk. What do I do? What do I stare at? Like, I have my phone with me. <laughs> it's not right. mentally stimulating enough. <laughs> I know. Like, I was on the subway the other day, and everyone's on their phones. It's yeah. Like, and then, yeah. And including me. And so we lose that sense of even the nature that's present in our internal environments, like in our interior environments, but even in like a subway car, there's still a lot of, like Shogun Trungpa would say, like there's messages from the phenomenal world. And yeah. the phenomenal world doesn't need to be nature necessarily, but it's just even like, I mean, this, this could true. be a guide for wonder walking in your own house. Exactly. I have had people do that. So yes, <laughs> it's just opening your eyes to your being mindful and observing the world as it happens around you, which we don't do enough anymore because we're constantly glued to the world that's in our screens. Like yeah. we're living vicariously through other people. We're not paying attention to how we feel and think anymore because we're constantly being fed algorithms about what we should look at. So I feel like independent thought, original thought, and you know, this deep creativity is kind of slowly fading away because we're becoming puppets. It's kind of it's almost well, this weird way of looking at the world, but I really believe that we kind of keep on this trajectory of just being fat stuff. We stop thinking for ourselves. Well, I, and I well, I know that's actually something very personal for you too, because so for the listeners, like Amy and I have been in a mastermind entrepreneurial like women's group for how many years now? Like five, oh my six gosh, years. five years, five, yeah. six years. Yeah. yeah. So we've been through a lot together, but I know for specifically for Amy, like that is important to you to really step away from that 
natural addiction because you know the social media and the computer those are made to just suck yeah. us in they're, they're designed to they're designed they to have, suck us in yeah <laughs> and you're like and you're like standing against that you're like i don't want to be sucked in i want to you like i don't want to experience the world through facebook i want to experience the world through nature my, and, then, and this my is own eyes yeah. yeah and this is what um bloomed from that desire yeah that is this is exactly it this is a culmination of just wanting to be more human, mm -hmm. more, more human, more have real experiences, touch things and see things and experience things with my own eyes. And it's, yeah. So it's yeah. Very, and then, and you're not giving anyone what they need to see. You're just giving them some tools and inspiration. Yeah. I want them to form. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I, I like what you said about the fairy worlds card and how there's not a ton of guidance in the pocket guide itself it's just like a, a simple prompt because i want people to form their own connection with fairy worlds to recall their own memories and stories uh relive it when they're on their walks because that's like each card in the deck reminds me of when i painted it the feeling that i had when i first created it so it is how i connected it with the card but somebody picking it up and have never exposed to it they would form a completely different impression also, my paintings are kind of a kind of ethereal. They're kind of like you, you don't, you can't always tell what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it leaves it open for you to draw your own conclusions and create your own experience and make your own sort of walk richer that way. Yeah, and cultivate your wonder and your imagination. Like I just learned, um, I just was transmitted this white Tara meditation, and it's a visualization where we are instructed to visualize ourselves as, as white Tara. And yep. one of the instructions she was, she said, you know, just start with visualizing white. And she kind of specified the type of white. It's very cool white, Ooh. not a warm white. I, I've actually meditated to white Tara before. I've never had that prompt where you well, imagine the color to white. Well, for this particular transmission, yes. Yeah, she said, first see yourself as like really white, like a blue white, like a winter then mm -hmm. visualize the seven hands or the seven eyes so she has like two eyes the third eye uh, eye on each hand yeah and you get like and you do get like a tonka to look at so i was visualizing this and i started thinking i was like so as i'm doing this meditation like the second time i did it i'm like wait do the eyes on my hand look like eyes are they real eyes are they painted eyes are they buddha eyes like what are they you know so but it's like it's really interesting how intricate you can get yeah and, and then the teacher was also talking about like eventually you'll visualize like all her necklaces and mm. and and the details of her clothing on you but she said it's very similar to real life and how you know we spend time thinking about what necklace should i wear what socks should i wear today and so that as we start to create this visualization or connect to whatever our imagination, our imagination can visualize that then we start to see that, that difference between reality and imagination and, yep. and emptiness is like that line is not so clear anymore. Oh, I love that. That is like, that is the space I live in as a, as a painter, as an artist, that, that sort of liminal space between the real and unreal. Yeah. There's no, well, there's no yeah. division. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. and so that's what these cards can also do too, because you've given so much openness or so much spaciousness accommodated in the cards. And there's just a word where you can work with the word and you, and then you're encouraging people to visualize or see in their own way. And so I think it's wonderful. Oh, 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad that's what you take away from it because I couldn't be happier. <laughs> that's exactly how I would like it to unfold oh, for someone. <laughs> well, so we're going to definitely put a link to your website on, on our website, but if they want to look up your Oracle deck, they can go to amyt1.com. Yeah, amyt1.com or a deck for wonderwalking.com. I mean, it kind of link cross link anyway. So, okay. so a deck for wonderwalking.com or amyt1.com. And it's, I think this is like such a great gift to give to people around the holidays. Everyone will love it. So people can get the deck, but otherwise, like what are three ways that you think the listeners can, can they do to connect with nature besides with the deck? I feel like obviously, even if you don't own a deck, should all carve time for a short walk. Whether yeah, like five minutes, right? Just five minutes on your way somewhere. Just sort of be mindful and notice what you notice. That's what, that's kind of my favorite phrase. It means don't think about what you should be seeing. Just notice what you're actually noticing. Like what catches your eye, what draws your attention and then kind of ponder it after that. Why did I notice this this time? You could be walking the same street every single day. And you'd see different things every day, depending on your state of mind, what your intentions are that day, how you feel. So just kind of let that walk be sort of a guide back to our inner self. Allow your inner self to bubble up just a couple of minutes of walk right, by noticing what you notice. Yeah. Like, um, you know, Chogun Trungpa says that the phenomenal world is always trying to give us messages, but we're rejecting them all the time. Which oh, is, such a good quote. <laughs> which is exactly like you can walk the same walk. Like for instance, in my, in architecture school, we had this project, someone, I didn't do this project, but someone else did this project where it was like an art installation. So basically it was this alleyway in Berkeley that we had to do this art installation on. And it was like a toxic alleyway, but people, there are a lot of people that walk down this alleyway all the time. It connected a major street to yep. a parking lot. And so what this one student did was in this toxic alleyway, they, it was very long and skinny and high. And so between the buildings up high, like maybe 20 feet up, there were all these banners that would have different phrases about toxicity, like, you know, this many people die of toxins or this many animals, whatever it is, all these messages. So the idea was that you can be, you could walk down this alleyway every day to work and never look up and see the literal messages that are up there. But, oh, that is, yes. But it's the same <laughs> so thing. True. Like we can, but we can do our same walk every day that we, some walk that we do all the time and just not even see something, see something new. Yeah. And so that's right. why. Ex- yeah. So true. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great tip. Okay. So what else? Um, the second one is something I recently started doing because I realized it was an option. So there's a farmer's market down the street from me that I go to every Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool farmer's market, but I just discovered that there's a florist there that sells flowers straight from her, her little farm. Mm-hmm. And I used to buy flowers from Trader Joe's because you can get beautiful flowers for, you cheap. know, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I realized that when I get the flowers from the flower's market, from the flower lady herself, she tells me about the flowers. She tells me how long they last, and they last a lot longer because it's usually fresh. fresh. Yeah. yeah. And she tells me what dries really well and how 
each time I buy a bouquet, she makes sure to select one. If I wanted to last longer, then there are still buds in it. So they kind of replace themselves. And it's also such the joy of connecting with somebody else over flowers that you don't get in a grocery store. Oh, yeah. And she wraps them beautifully in these paper and it doesn't come in plastic you know, single-use plastics from the grocery store. It comes wrapped in paper. Mm. And I I just feel it's wonderful to buy a bouquet of flowers, sometimes two or three, every week and put it in the kitchen or in the studio. And it just brings nature into the space. And I, I really love it, that ritual of going to the farmers and connecting with the person that grew the flowers and learning about the flowers and learning what they're called, stuff that we don't ever do when we're just buying it from grocery store so I, I highly recommend it no matter where you are see if you can even if you have to pay a little bit more go to the local florist down the street from you talk to the person ask them where the flowers come from you know get to know the names of the flowers and just connect that way you mm-hmm. know instead yeah. of in feng shui flowers bring in joy yeah and they unstick true. anything that's stuck so true yeah it's so true. I, 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 I get so much joy from it. And, you know, like my husband who's very, he's the one, he's a, he's a money guy in our family. Right. And he won't say anything about me buying flowers from the local farm. <laughs> he knows that it's more expensive because it's, there's, you know, you can't put worth on that kind of thing. No, it's no, just, no. yeah, it's, it's special. The third thing I have is I encourage people to, to kind of, put themselves this is something I like to do that my husband taught me because he's mm-hmm. very much an outdoorsy person. He loves to hike, he kayaks, he mountain bikes. So he's, he's not an adrenaline junkie, but he definitely pushes himself a little bit more in the outdoors. We've been together for well, you know 12 years and he is my adventure guy. He's the one that taught me about being outside and enjoying the outside. And, and so one thing that he taught me is every now and then we need to make ourselves uncomfortable in the outdoors, mm. whether it means climbing a hill that you're afraid of, it's going to be, you're going to be sweaty. It's going to be tiring, but the view on the top is going to be so worth it mm. or going kayaking out in the ocean because I'm terrified of the ocean. But once you're out there and there's like a seal swimming by and otters floating around you, it's just, it's magical. And you won't know it until you kind of deliberately choose that sort of discomfort just for a moment in time. And I feel like there's a lot of things that we can do in nature that we normally won't because it's scary to us or it's, it takes too much work. But I feel like that sacrifice uh-huh. is, yeah, makes the effort, the, it's, it's rewarding, it's a, it's a way to connect with nature that you feel like you're fighting it initially, but at the end, it's really about just pushing beyond your comfort zone and letting it sort of show you what it has. It's just like all those beautiful photos we see on Instagram about these photographers in Iceland or, or these far remote reaches of the uh, world. Yeah. Like they, they don't get there because it was easy. <laughs> no, no helicopter put them down there. A lot of them hiked with 50 pounds of gear. They hiked all the way in. And they took that shot for us. And that's why it's so beautiful. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of sacrifice, I feel we need to do a little bit more in order to see the, the wondrous sights that nature wow. has offered. Well, thanks, Amy, to husband for that, <laughs> that yeah. good tip. You take my husband for that. He taught me that. <laughs> yeah. So I want to wrap up the podcast with a question that I try to remember to ask people, but I always forget. <laughs> but I remember this time. So Amy, I know you moved 
about a year ago or so. How have you, and actually you've moved a lot and a few times since I've met you, but so how, yeah. how have you created your own holistic spaces? To me, holistic means a place that sort of like nourishes my creativity, nourishes my family life. And we, my husband and I collect a lot of mementos from our travels around because we, we like to travel. And every time we go somewhere, we'll, we'll pick a pebble or a shell or a pine cone and it's on our mantle. That's where we sort of keep our mementos from our trips. It's having that in our lives every day kind of reminds us of our shared memories of the travels that we've been on together. And it, and it's also a piece of the outside as well. So that's one way I really like. Um, I like that. It's not a shot glass or something. <laughs> well, yeah, generally, no. Sometimes, well, shot glasses end up in our collection, but they're just in the kitchen. <laughs> but officially we collect just like pieces of nature and we have it in on our mantle at home. I do like to surround myself with art, uh, whether it's my own or someone else's that I bought on a trip. I'm usually on a trip. I'm drawn to ceramics. Yeah. pottery. So like, it's just something about like, you know, buying something from a local artisan that I, I that really sort of, you know, makes me connect with that memory. Like we were recently in Cambodia mm -hmm. and we went on an artisan tour and they showed us how they made these, like, uh, they carved out the, you know, the stuff that they had sold near the temples. And it was just nice to purchase something like that to have in our home. So it reminds me of, you know, these artisans I met on my tripping in Cambodia. So yeah. So art and nature and light, those are big things. Like every time I choose a space, whether it's for my studio, for my, for our home, light is the biggest thing. I guess as an architect. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, almost sense. all my clients are, especially in New York city, but everyone's like, they need, we all need light. Like my uh, mentor, Marsha Shibata always says, all living things grow towards light. Yeah. It's, it's so important. We, we need, like, it's, it's that feeling when you choose a space, choose a home, you walk in and it's how the light comes in that hits me. That's so important. Well, we're circling back to the sun now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're back to the sun card. And how illuminating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really, yes. So that's, that's important. Color for me is important as an artist, but that's sort of personal. Yes. Well, yes. Well, thank you so much, Amy. It was so wonderful to talk to you. I mean, I talk to you every week, but now to talk to you about your deck for such a long time, it was, it was great. And I'm really glad we can share this with the, the people on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was really cool. Like, yeah, like you said, we talk every week, but this is a different kind of conversation. We you talk know, business, business. I know this is just <laughs> like getting like, we're just, you know, sharing our hearts, which is, which is different. It's cool. I like it. I enjoy it. Well, we do that every week too, but in a, in a different, in a different way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the holistic spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others, subscribe and even better leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. 
Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.